Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Becky. And Leah. Hey, Leah. Hi there. Um, so <clears throat> 2023 is coming to an end. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. This year flew by. This year yes, was rough. It, did. it was a rough year. It, it was a little bit of a rough year, and we're going to get into that, especially when it comes to reading. Um, mm. So on this episode, blah, on this episode, we are going to talk about the good and the bad of 2023, some of our hot takes, um, overall, some of the trends that we hope will stay in 2023, and what we really hope for to happen come 2024. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of these viral books that lived up and some that did not. So we're just going to give you all the things tonight. Um, and then the second half of our year end wrap up will drop next Sunday. And that will be um, all of the contributors and our top three reads of the year. Yes, mm -hmm. I said three. You all can only pick three. I only pick three. Did you? Yeah, I put it on the document today. Heather today. Look at that. Heather today. I saw that. Is Heather revolting? <laughs> she is. She's How like, many does she have on there? At least one for every month, if not two. Yeah. She's like, I'm going I'm month to month. I'm having a hard time doing I'm like, that. we did month to month last year. We're not doing month to month this year. She's like, yes, we are. We are doing it. I'm like, no, no it's your top no. three reads. There's too many of us. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of us, and that would just be a lot. But also, I'm having a hard time with with that. Well, and let's just, talk about that. Let's get into it, because I have months where there are no books that really hit that month. I have, I have, well, I have books that I read every month that came out in that month, but I cannot say it was an excellent read, but I am still, like, going back and looking through in at like a couple books like I know they're released and I wanted to read them but I haven't hit them yet so I'm like power reading this weekend um, yeah it's been rough so Amanda how was your reading 2023 if it hadn't been for backlist binging I don't think I would have had a favorite book every month yeah. It was, you know, I think that's the only thing that saved me this year um, because I definitely didn't have a new release every month, no. but I don't know. And also though, too, I didn't really, I didn't go out of my box too much this year and read a lot of new to me people with new releases. I think mm -hmm. I did a lot of new to me backlist yeah. reads, but I didn't do a lot of new to me new releases. And we'll yeah, talk about I, new to us authors next week. Um, yeah. But I would definitely say like my reading was flatter this year than it usually is. Like it was, there was variety, but not as much as usual. I'm really shocked that I hit 300 books and hit my reading goal this year mm -hmm. because had it not been for all these Christmas novellas that we've been reading, yeah, I don't think I would have hit it. Well, you had a couple months where you read like two books the whole month. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I read a decent amount, but I probably reread 60 books this year. So let's talk backlist reads because Amanda brought that up. Mm -hmm. um, whose backlist did you deep dive into, Amanda? 
Natasha Madison was my big one. I hit, she was new to me this year and I read all of her hockey books, all of her Southern books, one of the, the, you know, the Hollywood royalty books. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it, when I looked yesterday, I think it was like, I've read 37 of her books this year. So she was my big one. I also read a good substantial amount of Melissa Foster because I was trying to get ready for the Rocked by Love book. So I went back mm -hmm. and read like all of the Braden and Montgomery's. And okay. then I did, I think like all of Marie Johnston's, like I had a lot. That's a delightful backlist yeah. to have. I did Jacinda Wilder's Bad series. Oh, like, that's a good had, series too. Mm -hmm. I did, I had a lot. I, I did a lot of like, and then of course, Renna Morgan and. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, so those are my, those are my big ones. Uh, Leah, did you backlist any uh, yeah, authors this year? I, I backlisted Julianne Walker because she oh. did, she's writing in her Black Knights world again. And so I went back and read all of those books. Um, Melissa Foster, I still have not read all of her books. So like, I definitely read a couple of like, I like delved into her backlist because I mean, she has what, like 140 books or something like something. that. So many. Like, so it, it's a, it's a long, a long con basically with Melissa Foster. Like she is, and she's one where I can't read a bunch of them in a row. Like I have to piecemeal her backlist. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, I just read a lot of older books this year, like even just like I said, I reread a bunch and then um, I wouldn't say aside from the Julianne Walker one, like I wouldn't say I backlisted any specific author, but I like authors that I've been reading. Like I kind of just went through books and if I haven't read their like some of their backlists, then I kind of just dove into them. So we started the year of 2023. Heather, Heather and I were in the midst of uh, mafia romance. Like it was the dark yeah. age for me. And yeah. so I did Zoe Blake's backlist. I did uh, Misha Stone's blacklist, B.B. Hamill's backlist. Some Sadie Kincaid, like Michelle Hurd was mm -hmm. new to me this year. And again, all mafia backlist. So I did a lot of... JL Beck. Um, yeah, we definitely delved into the dark and the dark yeah. this year. Nevaeh Alta, which was new to me this year, but again, you know, it was. Well, but she's newer too. Like, I think her first book was only end of, like, mid to end last year. Yeah. So it wasn't but sad, yeah. but my backlist reading was absolutely like the dark, the dark, and in preparation for episodes. Mm -hmm. To be honest, outside of episodes it wasn't until probably august that i started reading because i was trying to read authors for um the hea readers event that we went to mm -hmm. so up until august previous to that it was really stayed in my lane backlist of the mafia dark authors yeah. I didn't really venture outside my box and try some new to me authors until we hit August. I mean, I I'd say a decent amount of the dark that I read this year were new to me. Although actually, as I say that some of them weren't though. 
but we did find some delightful new authors. Sadie Kincaid, we'll Zoe Blake. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I um, just did Adelaide Forest, so oh. she was new to me. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. that book one, Bloodied Hands, where he just shows up in bed next to her. I haven't done that one yet. That's on my list. It was, That's like one of those, <laughs> like, is that creepy or <laughs> is, is that one of, That's one of those. That's one of those red flags in real life, not in my romance moments. <laughs> because there are many, many things in my romance books that I'm like, ooh, I love that. But in real life, I'd be like, wow, that is scary as fuck. Yeah. So we know that Amanda did the Natasha Madison binge. Mm-hmm. Leah, did you do any series binges this year? So last year I did a ton Mm-mm. of Catherine Cowell. And I have found there are certain authors in the world that, that I we cannot, cannot binge. binge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I did not do any series binges this year, I don't think. Because any any series, my internet's being all goofy tonight, sorry. Any series that I have, like I've read them as they came out. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I didn't really have a year of, you know, like I had the year, the summer of Salmon and last year. No, you read a lot of Carrie Elks this year. That was last yeah. year. Was it last year? That was last year because that was in prep for the Rockstar and I started Winterville last November. Well, in um, Kaylee Ryan, you found last year too. Because yeah. you had your Ryan and Roundup. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I. You, you did a Carrie Ann Ryan backlist binge. I did. I did. But oh, I yeah. had some of those were rereads for me too. Um, Amanda, she have you stumbled down the Carrie Ann Ryan? I did. I did a couple of her Montgomery's and then I did the first, I think three or four in the Wilder. I have to get back to the Wilder. So it's like she's like, I'll go and hit one of her books like in between other books because mm-hmm. I know they're solid. So. Well, and also with the Wilders, you got to take a break because yeah. you don't know which brother you're talking about because well, but now Carrie the, Ann, again, they all have ease. The last brother has hit uh-huh. and now we're moving on to cousins. So, But they have different first initials, I think. They do. Because they do. never again, Carrie Ann Ryan, <laughs> never again. Um, so what tr- what trends in <clears throat> romance do you want to see happen in 2024? Do you have anything that you really want to see? I love all the mafia. I also am really loving the authors are going back to man covers. Like Melanie Harlow learned her lesson with Runaway Mm. Love that she needs man covers. I don't honestly like with the covers, I don't mind having the the option of not the man cover because I understand that some people, the man covers are not for everybody, but I like a man cover. Okay, we're going to get to those. We're going to get to those covers because- yeah, we have to. You were not talk. at book. Neither one of you were at book club last night, and I was on fire last night. I was at oh. a party, and I was really, really <laughs> drunk by the end of the night. I was on it fire was delightful. last night. Um, here is. I hope that in 2024, people get enemies to lovers, adversaries to lovers, and rivals to lovers correct. That is my hope. Also, forced in close proximity. proximity. Correct. Well, that's my hope that we leave in 2023 is the fact that people can't get that fucking shit right. Because forced, you're fucked, people. It's not difficult. These are not challenging things. But clearly it is. It's a clickbait. I want want the over-troping of books to go away. 
I, I do. hate I hate the over trope. Like a romance book needs a trope. Yes, I agree with that. But honestly, you do not need 30 tropes. Like pick a trope and stick to it, friends. Like you can pick two different tropes and like the other ones just kind of show up. But do not write to multiple tropes. Well, pick one. And micro tropes. So Aaron Nicholas and I in two episodes ago, we talked about micro tropes. Yes. And if you haven't listened to that, you should go back and listen to it because Aaron talks about it and what it is used as a building block for a mm-hmm. romance story, right? It's those yeah. moments that make you swoon. Yeah. There are authors, micro tropes are very personal. Mm-hmm. They are not, there's not like, it's not like friends to lovers. Like that's very clear. This is friends to lovers. This is a roommate romance. Like those are very yeah. clear. Micro tropes are not going to be clear. They're going to be much more personal. They're going to be much more niche. Mm-hmm. Authors have to stop using microtropes in their troping thing. and advertising of a book. Yes, I don't need a 12-word title on Amazon. We don't. But they do mm. that for searchability. I do understand that. I get it. Well, but also Amazon switched the way that authors can pick their categories. And so I some authors... So they are guaranteed certain spots. That's why they do uh, it too. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. It has that's, to do with keyword searching and. Yeah. And that like okay. the, the Amazon thing about the categories, like that's a, that's an author thing that not a lot of people know about, but yeah, they switched that. So, but yeah, like that's the thing. Microtropes, like a microtrope for one author is not a microtrope for another author. Like it's author to author and like microtropes. It's reader to reader. Well, microtropes yeah. are reader to reader because. Yeah. So I love an unlikable heroine. That's yeah. a microtrope. There mm-hmm. are lots of readers who would prefer not to have an a well, unlikable heroine. And I love an asshole, but not Same. everybody likes an asshole. I hate a cinnamon roll, but how mm-hmm. many people are like, I love a cinnamon yeah, roll. I love it. Yeah. And it I hate it. Really, you have, it has to be a really good cinnamon roll for you to like it. Yeah. And, and to be honest, you'll be surprised next week with what my top reads are. You'll be surprised because... Will I, though? You might not. You might not. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, world might be surprised. The world might be surprised. I don't think there's anything you do that surprises me at this point. I also have decided that I prefer first-person point of view. I can read third-person, and I really don't typically pay attention. But if Mm -hmm. I start looking at the books that might have the tropes that I don't love or might have the um, situations I'm not huge fans of, if they're written in first-person point of view and done well, I prefer those over third-person. It depends. It depends on the subgenre for me. There are certain subgenres I think delve better into one or the other. Like a rom-com is a much easier read when it's first person point of view than third person there's just something about third person that i don't like with the rom-com not that there aren't great rom-coms in third person but like the suspense book the third person doesn't bug me as much because of the way like the story plays out so for me like the point of view it depends on the subgenre. do you have point of view preferences amanda no, not really. I mean, I read third person for such a long time that when mm-hmm. I get a book that's third person, like I just read Nora Roberts' new book yesterday, 
And it doesn't bother me at all to slip into third person versus first. I oh. think sometimes that like some people just do it better, mm-hmm. honestly, like it well, depends I, on who you're reading. And I think that's the thing too. There are some authors, they only write one style. So it's like, if you're reading that author, you know what to expect, you know what you're getting going into. And there's some that like flip back and forth and like one is stronger than the other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so of course, 2023 was the year of paperback distro contracts. Tons of top Amazon Kindle Unlimited authors got these big paperback distro contracts. Um, I mean, we talk about it almost weekly. We share so-and-so got a deal. JT Geisinger got a deal. Mm-hmm. Mariana Zapata, her books are going to trad pub out of KU. We had mm-hmm. lots of debut authors that had been querying their book around for a very long time, decided to get a kitschy cover on it, put it out to the world, really pushed into that TikTok, you know, hope for the viral book. And those books got bought up by big publishers. So we saw books like Icebreakers, Icebreakers by Hannah Grace mm-hmm. that collide by Bal... Oh, I forgot her last name now. Cabra, I think. Cabra. We saw that. Uh, Done and Dusted by Layla. Sage. Layla Sage. Like, mm-hmm. those are books that were queried to agents and publishers for the last 18 months. And those authors made the choice to go ahead and just uh, publish them. They were in KU, and then they got bought up. And yeah. I think that that is a trend that's going to go into 2024. I don't think that paperback distro or publishing using indie authors and KU as a shopping ground. Yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere. Now has it too popular? Have any of your favorite authors gotten picked up like that? I think we're all three in the same boat here on this. No, I don't think any of our favorite authors have gotten. No, and like we know for sure that a couple of our favorite authors authors have gotten approached and they have not said yes. Yeah. But yeah. I I don't think it's going away. I can understand the want for it, but it, I have issues with it. We'll just keep it at that. So I went on Amazon before we recorded. And according to Amazon, here are some of the top trending Viral Romances okay. of 2023. I have not read any of these. Um, so Lucy, uh, Lauren Asher's Love Redesign. I do have it on my Kindle because it sounds interesting. It's an architecture billionaire kind of thing. And I'm interested. I did not love her Dreamland, Dreamland. series. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give her a try, right? I only tried one of Dreamland. It was not for me. But authors get better with with writing. So I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, 100%. Um, Lucy scores things we left behind. And Lucy score, um, she and Anna Hong mm-hmm. were the top paperback sellers in romance in 2023. And I'm Anna sold sold not surprised at all. Now Anna only had four or five books mm-hmm. in the distro contract. Yeah. Lucy had twice as many that she sold yeah. to Bloom. Anna sold twice as many as Lucy. She sold over 
1.25 million copies of paperbacks this year. She did. She, yeah, she, um, she, yeah, her cover change went over really well. It did go. It did. Mm -hmm. She, she rolled it out soon enough that, that readers were aware of it. I know there was, I think some people were surprised about Lucy's. That's the thing. Anna was very transparent about things that were happening and not all of the authors who have had these deals have been transparent about it. Um, so Lucy score things we left behind was a top title, according to Amazon for romance. Catherine Cowell's shadow of you um, was considered a that one, yeah. top title. Forget me. Not That's on my list. It's on my list to read. I haven't read it because I actually have realized that Catherine Cowell is very formula in her writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I need to pick them up at random and not in a row. Yeah, she's a she's a no binge person for us. I think she and Melanie Harlow are not binge authors. Um, A.L. Jackson also. A.L. Jackson, like, I yeah, love I Amy's books, but sh- I cannot read multiples in a row for her. See, and because... hers I read as they come out, so I don't. Well, notice same. It. But that's the thing. But there's enough of a gap between the books because she's she writes like, like three or four a year, so it's like there's enough of a gap, like. If you read them as they come out, you don't have to binge it because you're excited for the next one. Uh, yeah. Forget Me Not by Julie Soto, which that book's a trad pub book. That. It's a stupid slow burn. And I don't like how I did read this one. I don't like how it was written. Because you got there before, which was part one of the book, and then you got their okay. second chance, which was part two. And I didn't need all of that. I would have rather spent more time in part two and moving forward. And it didn't feel like an HEA. It just felt like mm-hmm. an HFN. I read that one too. I didn't, the slow burn didn't bother me as much, but I, I, yeah, I think the second part was better than the first part. So I feel like that's kind of a trend that like I saw a little bit this year though, too, like breaking it down into parts like that. You don't need it. Like you can have a prologue that gives like the gist of like what happened in the like beginning and then just dive into the, the new relationship. You don't need all that extra sh- stuff. Uh, yeah. Tastes like Shocker by Nisha Sharma. And then of course, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Mm-hmm. Um, those really put Rebecca Yaros on the map. We've been reading mm-hmm. her for years. We have. Yes. Um but the the romanticy (laughs) is taking off. It really is. It is taking off fast as well. I Um, liked fourth wing. I have not read iron flame, but I did like fourth wing a lot. I thought it was good. So, and then we know that Megan Quinn and Elsie silver, Sophie Lark, Jennifer Hartman, they all got picked up for, Mm -hmm. um, distro deals but they were not considered top viral books on the amazon for romance really well um, amazon has a whole book talk like number one on book talk thing now too they do which which whatever whatever i mean good for those authors but come on people and i think i read more of those than i thought (laughs) heartless by elsie silver was a trendy book that was a viral book and by the time mm. we hit the third book in that series, I was irritated because, and this is the next thing, influencers and spoiling fucking books. Stop it. I'm done with it. 
I'm done. It's actually why I have not read any of that series because it made me grumpy. Because when I know what happens in the end of the book, two months before the book comes out, you have ruined the experience for me. And I am a person who does not hate a spoiler, but I want like, I want to be the one that asks for the spoilers. I don't want to accidentally come across the spoiler. Like if I'm asking, like there's a reason for it because I need to know, but I don't, don't spoil a book. Just because you were one of the choice few that got the book early, don't be a fuckhead, people. That's why I stay off TikTok. Yeah. Oh, the I, so, and the other thing that we have noted, and we saw this coming in 2022, many of us in the business saw this coming as mm-hmm. issues, the lack of disclosure from influencers as to paid, paid yeah. content, because I'm going to be very careful on what we talk about here. So when we left in 2022, I know for Leah and I, and Amanda, you're newer to the podcast, so you might not have felt the same way that we did at the end of 2022. But by the end of 2022, Leah and I were quitting all of our art teams that we were, most of the art teams we were on, we were Mm -hmm. getting off of influencer teams, we were done placating to PR firms, just because it felt like we were boxed in and we were expected to give all this free labor for a $4.99 book. Well, but also there was like a handful of influencers and bookstagrammers who would always get the paperbacks and the swag and all this stuff. And it's like, that's great that authors want to do that, but you cannot cater to the bigger influencers and not the little people because the little people matter too. And it was very disheartening to see the same people open box after box after box. It's like, I don't need the free stuff. Like that is not the important thing to me, but it's like, I know there are other like influencers out there who are reading the books and talking about it, but I can guarantee 70% of those people getting those boxes were not reading the books. Well, oh, yeah, I want to tell. Yeah. And I want to say that it was at the end of December, the manhunt book by Vanessa Vale. Mm-hmm. Heather and I did a happy hour with her. She was a delight. We read the book. It was great. But then we went, I was, she was, Heather was on TikTok one day shortly after or right before the happy hour. And there mm-hmm. was an influencer who was opening her book mail package after package, Yeah, pulls out that man hunt book and was like, oh, hey, yeah, this cover's super cute. I think it's even on my Kindle. I might have to read it and just tosses it on a pile. And Heather's like, what the hell? I read the book. I reviewed it in three places. And then we did an event for the author. Like, mm-hmm. and you're, that influencer is just going to toss it on a pile. And and say like, maybe I'll read this. Yeah. Maybe. It, Not yeah, even I'm maybe. going to read this. Maybe I'll read this. And it started to feel like authors lacked um, gratitude. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. I need them in my DMs telling me how grateful they are for my review. Because my reviews are not for them. Right. But, you know, when you're sending me reminder after reminder telling me that I need to do one promo video a day to count down your new release. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. You're giving me nothing but an ebook. Like, yeah. yeah. If I get a paperback in the mail, I typically do an unboxing. I will take a picture. I'll put up a video. Um, but I don't. And I'll read the book and I review the book. Yeah. But I don't owe you like 17 videos. Well, I don't have the time for that shit. Uh, we all know. 
none of us have the time for that. So as we were coming into 2023, we had really stepped away from ARCs. Yeah. And then there was kind of some blow up this summer with influencers and lack of disclosure as to being paid for their content. Yes. And it was bad. It was real bad. It was very bad. And I'm not on TikTok and I know it was bad. It made us all look bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because so then because of that, it also it was started the lack of disclosure was started because one TikToker and one author, Emily Rath and Kiara Lewis, went too far in sexualizing of a real person, yeah, a hockey player on the Seattle Kraken. And it was horrible. It His bad. wife it really asked bad. them to stop. And they didn't. They didn't stop. They kept doing well, it. And then they got mad at her for like having an opinion about the fact that they were doing this. And it's like, yes, the Kraken leaned into the book talk, but they kept it professional. They kept it to a level that like made sense. Since like we as human beings have to remember these are real people with real families and there is stuff in limits that you do not cross. Right. Well, and accept your own responsibility for it. You know, we know that Emily Rath didn't. She said, oh, I told everyone to slow down. No, you didn't, sister. Because we saw the stitches. You cleaned your social media, but it went out into the mass market media. Yeah. You know, we were on ESPN as book talk creepers. There was Um, Rolling Stones, too. yeah, Yeah, Rolling Stones. It was everywhere. The New York Post. And it was like, you may romance readers already have a bad rap. I saw a post today from one of the publishers of 1001 Dark Nights and Blue Box Press that she got cornered at a Christmas party last night where someone was railing about all the horrors of romance and how it's wrong to give it to girls. And that's what? a discussion for a different day. Oh, it's a discussion for a different day, people. And we'll get there. But we already get a bad rap, right? Mommy porn, smut. Whatever you want to call it. It's one of the highest grossing publishing industries in the world. Yeah. A billion dollar industry. But then we also have things like what Ivy Smoke did with her Taylor Swift, uh, uh, Travis Travis Kelsey fanfic that That she wrote in three days and she put up and... Yeah, that was real bad. Holy too. crap, that looks bad. So, and I do think that we need to see more accountability. Yeah. Of authors, when you screw up like that, Trelina Puccini, I can't believe no. people are still reading her after she trolled an author. Authors do not own subgenres, authors do not own tropes, they do not own the color of a cover. They do not own the title of a cover because ironically, people did searches and how many of books had that exact same title? Yeah. They came out before hers. Yeah. Exactly. And boy, was Eva Ashwood, Eva Ashwood was so stupid smart. She Mm -hmm. let her dig her grave and knew that something was going to happen because she was leaving all these trolling comments on her post. She blocked her so that Trelina could not go in and delete, and delete her comments. Mm-hmm. So, but there does need to be accountability from authors for well, those behaviors. But it's also like you are a grown up. Act like a grown up. Also, um, obviously, she's not. Do you not have a friend who says you shouldn't do this? Like, we know we've talked about this. Becky 
will sometimes like go off the handle, but she always checks in. She has a like, there's a there's a layer by layer. There is like, and until somebody says yes, typically I go. I start with Leah. I'll be like, hey, mm -hmm. how out of pocket is this for me to say that? And she's like, hmm, maybe Maybe not. And then I'll go to Mike and say, okay, how out of pocket am I to say this? And then he'll be like, whoa, sister, you need to slow your roll. Um, but Well, and it depends on the type of pants we're wearing for the day. And then I tend to go back to be. Leah so that Leah will back me up. And then I can be like, but Mike, Leah says I should do it. And then I'm okay. Um, yeah. I manipulate sometimes, the system. But sometimes, like, as I've thought about it, I'm like, ooh, this is not a good idea. No. So I do change my mind sometimes. You do change or your mind sometimes. But not always. But, but we, we have a checks and balance system. Everybody As should. Everyone have should. Yes, everyone yes. should. They should. I mean, we say all sorts of out of pocket crap in our text messages to each other. We do. <laughs> yes. We I mean, do. sometimes it's 157 messages in six hours. Don't ever fall asleep early, people. <laughs> Just don't. It's not worth it. Or sleep late. <laughs> yeah, because then you have to catch back up and you're like replying and it throws off the next like, or go to 70. work. You know? Oh, I yeah. know. Like heaven help, we have a job and can't reply, like as the phone is dinging behind me. When it starts going off like crazy, I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what's going on right now. Um, so one of the trends, if you were at book club last night as we're recording this, you know that I gave you my new mantra. On any cover reveal in 2024 that is an illustrated cover. Oh, he needs a face. Without eyes, nose, or a mouth, I am going to reply. I'm going to comment on every post that says, how much are eyes? Yeah. I'm going to pay an extra 50 cents for that title if you give me eyes. Why? Why do they not have eyes? I'm going to get blocked so much this year. Or oh mouths. Like, I don't hate the vector covers, but have a fucking face, people. The blobs. And also, if you put glasses on somebody, but they don't have a nose, how do the glasses stay on their face? Well, but if they don't have eyes, why do they need the glasses? Yes. Amanda's trying to figure out how she can separate from my social media so she doesn't. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, because I <laughs> agree. Also, and I'm trying, there are some authors that I love that put some questionable covers out and I, and it makes me upset. But also there are different shades of white. So like if you write white characters... <sighs> Right. Like there's there's three of us here and all three of us are different shades. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And we that are very, was very very white. It was very noticeable. White. And I think it's Stacy Hart that did Kim Lorraine's new mm-hmm. cowboy covers. And actually so Stacy Hart on her social media gave a menu a snapshot of what she, her starting charges are for illustrated covers. And honestly, it took all of my grown-upness not to comment how much for noses, mouths, and eyes. Because even on her own character art, the person had no eyes, nose, or mouth. And she does her own work for free to herself. So can I pay $5 for you to give yourself some eyes? Because, sister, I will. I will. But Kim Lorraine redid her cowboy covers, mm-hmm. and they are all the same pasty pale peach. Yeah. It's all the exact same shade. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, I like. Yeah. I like the background covers. Well, that's the thing. They're super creepy. They creep me out. 
it's like that movie. I don't remember what it is still, but it's that movie where it's this like no face. Everybody's it's face a horror is movie. melting. No, it wasn't melting. There was a reason that it didn't have any eyes or a nose or a mouth, but I can't remember. It was oh, an 80s movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, is it Hellraiser? It might be. No, I think so. We'll Maybe. have to look it up. Every time I talk about it, I like think I'm going to look it up, but then I forget until we talk about it again. So one I'll of the it down. one of the big trends we saw in 2023 was people acting like hockey romance was brand spanking fucking new. Nope. No friends. It was not. It was not. We did a whole episode to tell you hockey series you should go back and authors you should go back and check out. But it's what, been around for a really long time. But what was new this year in hockey was the why choose in hockey. Mm-hmm. But can I ask a question? What's up? Why aren't we seeing why choose football romances? Why aren't we seeing why choose soccer romances? Why aren't we seeing why choose basketball romances? Why because we... hockey is the trend and people write to trend. Um, I have to agree with Jen Ellen on this comment. And Amanda, I'm going to yep. ask you your thoughts. It's because hockey is white. Primarily white. There are very few people of color in hockey. It's true. So to write football, you'd have to write people of color. To write basketball, it's people of color. Well, even baseball, there's a lot of people of color, too. Yep. It's definitely more Yeah, why isn't baseball white shoes? I don't know. know. Lindsay, you could write it. Well, here's my (laughs) other thought is if you are only going to write hockey white shoes romance, give me monsters. I'm looking at you, Monster you Wrecker. Like a, you like a Yeti. I'm in love with it. I mean, yeti. that would probably get me to read it because I'm not a why choose person, but I might do it with monsters. I'm telling you. Monster Pucker. I don't mind them, but it. I have like a limit of, of dicks. <laughs> and I'm okay with scenes. I just don't like the HEA to be more than two entities. I can handle three. Three works for me. When we start getting past three, it feels more of an HFN than an HEA. I do love the, a thruple. The only reason I, and it's not anything, it's just, just like, I, I don't want to share. I don't want somebody to want to share me. Like, yeah. that's that's where my whole hangup comes. That's fair. If you, if you get the right author, though. Maybe. They're both really possessive, except when it comes to that other, like, person of, like, the triad. So if if you get the right story, it works really well. Because I have read thruples that I don't like and I don't believe them. But like Lexi Blake writes a great thruple. Shayla Black writes a great thruple. Well, I mean, right there, the two of them. Um, Sawyer Bennett has a couple thruples. She does. But they, well, yeah, I didn't read the ones where they end up together. I read the ones where there are scenes, but yeah. I haven't gotten to the other ones yet. Well, and Elle Kennedy has a thruple, a couple thruples in her, like, Navy. Oh, yeah, her military like her older, series. The military series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and those ones, I believe, Swords Cross as well, so. I mean, I do like a good sword crossing. Heather, or, um... Carrie Ann Ryan writes really great oh, thruples. Yeah. She and writes a good so does Mary Carr. And not always do their swords cross, but sometimes they do. Like Carrie Ann's um, The Last, last One in the Wilder, swords cross. It was freaking spicy. Mm. Um, and Mary Carr, not the one we just did, the Naughty Nice one. Um, we They had one where... 
the one guy was bisexual in the actual book they aren't really no swords crossed in that book but in the book after they talk about how they have started to explore mm-hmm. being more because in oh, that i know book, which one you mean but i can't think of the title because in that book the swords do cross okay um did you read a viral title and it lived up to the hype for you and this doesn't have to be like one that was brand new this year but it could be a last year brand new title <laughs> I don't. I don't think because I did, like to be honest, Maria Lewis, her "Hold Me Today" went viral. Natasha Madison's um, some of the somethings went viral this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, does it count I if I've read Natasha them Madison. before? No, you had to pick them up this year. Well, then no, because I did Maria's hold me book, today this year. Isn't it wonderful? I did. I really loved it. Like that was one of my top reads the month. Everybody that I read should it, read so. the book if you haven't read it. Like. I'm actually, that's one of the books that I was really happy went viral this year because I have been saying for years how good that story is. And like Maria like needs that. Like, I just, I was just so happy that that one went viral because she's no, like, I, like, I really, yeah, I really loved that one. That was, like I said, it was one of my, I think mm-hmm. it was sometime in the summer, yeah. but it was one of my top reads this year. So. I think Lauren Blakely's The Trist, The Trist, it went, um, <laughs> It went viral, and I really did like that book. I also liked the RSVP. Ooh, the um, RSVP was really good. Um, so I did really like those virals from her. And her White Shoes Hockey was okay. Um, well, and she's an author that I used to read, and then I had stopped for a while, but I went back to. So I asked the community what books for them lived up to the hype. And so we had Before I Let It Go by Kennedy Ryan, Unhinged by Vera Valentine that absolutely lived up to the hype and the audiobook <laughs> phenomenal. Um, In a Jam by Kate Canterbury and Madam by Sarah Kate. That was another one. It was male, female, female, and it was spicy and very well done. And then That One Regret by Carrie Elks was another one that kind of got hyped up that went really was a very good book. Age Gap, Meet Cute, Forbidden, Taboo. Fantastic. Wait, that's the one when they're are they step? They are step cousins. Cousins. That's, I was thinking step siblings because I read a lot of those this year. But then I was like, how many no, breeding kink so. books did you read this year, Leah? A decent amount. I do like my breeding kinks. Yeah, I don't even notice like sometimes when I read them. Like I'm, I'm oh, really bad know. about it. I mean, I mean, no, you know, the ones some, that I read, you would well, know. yeah, probably because they're but shoving shit about up. after. Well, if they're shoving it back up there, but they like talk about it like the whole time, like they're in the moment. Like I yeah. can't, like yeah. Yes, I mean, and dirty, I'll go back and I'll be girl. like, oh, that was, and I don't. And I, I don't. If Wander like, is on the cover of the breeding king book, it's even better. <laughs> Can we talk about Vicious Vow by Sarah Bale? That was such a... It's a little unhinged, but it's so good. It's a lot unhinged. He doesn't doesn't have a breeding kink in that one, though. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah, and he's obsessed with her boobs. Oh, yeah, he is. Well, but it's not like the milking one before that. Devious Deals, he has a milking kink. Again, not sad about that either. No, it worked really so well. Funny. I didn't love that one as much, though. That's out of the four of that series, Devious Deals was my least favorite. I did really like the duet, and we all know how I feel about duets. Yeah. But, yeah. If you haven't read the Bale's Villainous Tales stuff yet, like, you need to. They're they're a little bonkers, but they're fairy tales and, like, Disney movies taken 
a sharp left. An upside very, down. A very sharp left. <laughs> but they are so good and so well done. And Sarah Bale like creates these amazing worlds and characters that like you want to hate them, but you can't help but love them at the same time. They're bonkers, but they're delightful. They are delightful. Amanda's over there like, what is wrong with these two? Um, she has been around us long enough. I'll that read she it. Knows. I'll read it. I just haven't gotten there yet. There's so- Merrick got really grumpy about the duet. So you just, you got to just power through. If they're both out, I'm fine with that. They're both out, but she got yeah. real mad. So I don't know if she ended up finishing it. She got mad at me about it too. Oops. I I didn't. So on that one, I read the first book and never went back and read the second book. You psycho you. Um, but I believe they're in an HEA. It's fine. Um, but then I read the third book and I read that fourth book and mm-hmm. it's some bonkersness. I, but yeah, I do. I don't know what it is about the Breeding King books that I really enjoy. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> again. Confessions with Leah. <laughs> again, this is one of those red flags in romance that is not a red or a red flag in real life. That well, is not a red flag in my romance. If you had told me at the start of 2023 that some of my top reads would be about a door that shifts to a man. This is true. Or a Yeti with peppermint flavored cum. I'd have told you you're fucking nuts because I don't read those kinds of books. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> 2023 was a wild ride. Well, and it's going to keep being wild because we are going to delve more into aliens and monsters and stuff in 2024. Oh my. Aliens, monsters, and shifters, am I? Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to follow the yellow throat, though. No. No. I mean, no, we're not. Seriously, that Easter Bunny planet Oster, like... I know you do. You do keep talking pastel about Pastel cum, that was genius. That's so funny. My thing is, I just love that the fact that, like, authors are taking these ridiculous risks in their books, and they're actually working really well. Yeah, I agree. I read that Shifter Gargoyle book, and it was one of Katie. I made Katie read it. It was one of Titan by Jillian Graves. It was one of her favorite reads. I want to read that one. It's really good. There's just such a a want for them now, and I think that's the big thing too. It's like in the romance genre, like there's it's no holds bar at this point. Yeah, you can do what you want. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think Ruby Dixon with the Ice Planet Barbarians really opened up the bringing the monsters mainstream. Well, and also the fact that they went main, made more mainstream this year. Like yeah. the fact that people were not shying away from them anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, Any other 2023 topics need to talk about? I don't think so. What I did with it. Do you have any big thoughts on any books that you hope die on the vine in 2023? 20, die then, on the vine. And don't I come mean. back in 2024? I think poorly written books going to Trad Pub would be my first thought. Let's fill the um, plot the, holes. The long book. Like, you do not need to write a 500-page book. Like, you can get everything you want in a book that's very, like, clean and concise in 200 in 50 to 300 pages yeah you don't i agree need a 500 page book unless you're building a fantasy world yeah you don't i don't think you need it and it's not every much. book not every book has to be a duet 
Like if it lends to that, then that's fine. But don't force a duet because there is nothing worse than like a really strong book one and a really crappy book two. Yeah, I agree. Or well, a trilogy. We don't need a trilogy every time because book two is nine times out of ten useless. Except Amanda and I are in the process of reading a trilogy for our read-along quick shot. And the first 47% of the book is nothing but sex. Yeah, but here's I'm not the, there yet because here's you, told the me, thing, you told me you were going to move it back and I was like, I'm going to wait. Okay. But that's the thing. Like there are sometimes the trilogies and duets like are needed. But it's not all the time. We do not need 500 pages. We do not need every book to be a trilogy or a duet. Like, you can give me a great, concise book in 250 pages. I just wish authors who are writing small-town romances who want to drop a sports star in their books will stop using hockey heroes. Well, yeah, because there are more sports. Particularly if it's, like, small-town Tennessee, are there a lot There's, of hockey? Is there a lot of hockey in Tennessee in small well, towns? They, well, There's they the have Nashville the Predators. Predators. Yeah, so they do have a... Okay, but where you grew up in small town Tennessee, was there a real... Was there a hockey program? Um, well, when I grew up, we didn't have the Predators, but there is now. There is now. So, and where my parents live about an hour and a half away from Nashville. Okay. So there is. Okay. There is now. Because I'm when like... she was growing up. No, but that's because I'm We old. are aging ourselves. <laughs> Well, you know. Um, okay, so that's what we've got for hot takes of 2023. Make sure you stick around because 2024 is going to be wild. We are going unhinged in 2024. We, are. we give zero fucks anymore. But there's also some excitement coming in 2024. So make sure you are following us on social media so you can learn um, about all the fun things coming to Buzzing About Romance in 2024. Mm. Um Guess what time it is? It's that time for book book of, of the, the week. week. It's book of the week time, and Leah, you're up first. Um. Okay. So I read Tapped by Bryn Asher. It's book two of her Agent series. It came out a few, couple months ago, and I did not have time to read it. And I it has been sitting on my Kindle forever. So Micah is kind of a jerk, kind of an asshole. But it's delightful. He's a delightful asshole because that's my like new thing. But it's very good. And I, I mean, I love Brent's books. So it was a, a a guaranteed like for me. But is that one long too? Because I know the first one was. Long. Um, I think it. Yeah, she. Okay. She honestly, like she even says, she's like, I'm going to write a hundred and like 10,000 word book. Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> she has like this sweet spot. Or maybe it's like a hundred thousand. She's always in like the 110s, 120s. Like she has this sweet spot where all of her books are about the same length, but they're not overly written, which is one of the things I like about her books. But yeah. Um, Amanda, what's your book of the week? Okay. I had, I had like a really good reading week. So Ooh, I had to, I had to nice. think about it. It was, it was a good one. Um, it's actually, it's, I had an arc of the shake off by Lulu Moore. It's the second in her New York lions series, baseball. And, um, it's Ace's book and it's actually, um, it's an age gap, but she's older. Oh, I like so. That. And he's like a 23 year old. He's like, he is seriously like a frat boy puppy and Thank it's, you. it's a lot of fun. So I had a, you know, that one was, that one was really good. So it, it released, it'll, it should be out by the time this episode releases, but 
I, I really liked it. Puppy. I really liked it. So it was it was a lot of fun. Um, okay, so my book of the week is Matching All the Way by Veronica Eden. It is book two in her Heston U series, but it actually takes place before Iced Out because it's the <laughs> coach and the coach's daughter. It's one of the assistant coaches and the coach's daughter. Is that mm. one a novella? It is, is it not. Full? It's like 357 okay. pages. It's a full oh, story. Nice. Um, and I'm super excited to, I started it today and i'm super excited to um finish that out i think danielle really liked that one she was talking about it yeah i really like veronica eden and i think that if you are a fan of l kennedy and love what she did with the off-campus series you are missing with veronica eden the only thing i will say that's a little frustrating with veronica eden is she's a very slow writer so I think it I mean, would be if that's the worst part of it. I just think it will be harder for her to get the um, traction, the traction, the screaming fandom mm -hmm. kind of thing like Elle has because she writes very slow. Um, but other than that, matching all the way is absolutely uh, worth a read. Um, so Patreon update swag packs are out in the wild. Huge thinker. Huge thank you to sponsoring author for December, who are Jill Ramsauer and Golden Angel. Um, so I'm going to give some favorite reads from those authors from me. If you have one, feel free to pipe up. Um, I really like Golden Angel. So I actually really love her historical stuff. The Season for Treason um, series. I guess book one is a season for treason. Deception and discipline is um, book two. It's a or is a is the series. It's a bunch of wallflowers, which would have been blue stocking, that mm -hmm. becomes a network of spies that are feeding information oh, yeah. to the war. Um, but they also is a lot of spanking. She likes a good spanking. She does. She has like a second chance BDSM series. Like the characters are older. I can't think of what the series is. Is that the Daddy Dom series? The Daddy Dom series. Yeah. I really like that one. She does a lot of Doms and Daddies as well. Yeah. Oh, she, she does sound really good. I haven't mm -hmm. read her yet. I really yeah, like she has, her. She has a really wide variety of tropes and options. Like she has the historical, she has the BDSM, she has like the in-between stuff. And that's one thing I really like about her books is she has a book for everybody. Yeah. Dungeon Master, which is a hot later in life romance. Mm -hmm. That's part, that's book one in the Dungeons and Doms series. And she has quite a bit of femdom romances, which mm -hmm. we don't get a ton of. And I really like her femdoms. Her femdoms are probably some of my favorites in, um, from her. Um, okay. Jill Ramsauer, Silent Vows. If you haven't read it, read Ooh, it. Corrupted Union, the meat cute with a knife. Like, I mean, delightful. right. Yeah. I, she, She's like mafia light, but delightful. I agree. Um, so swag packs go out to Fancy Drink, Cold Brew, and Queen Bee tier. We still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers, mood reading cards, and other fun things. Um, these are mailed monthly around the 10th of the month, and we do ship internationally. These perks get mailed only once a month. And if you join after the 10th of the month, your swag pack will be mailed the following month. 
Um, we also have Coffee of the Month Club, where monthly I send you a half a pound of small batch locally roasted coffee. And if you stick on that tier for six months, you then get exclusive Buzzing About Romance coffee mugs. So there's lots of cool things ha happening over on Patreon. We do things like Should You Read It? and Buzzing After Darks. So make sure you check out our Patreon. And you can free follow. Um, and you will get notices of things that are happening. So anyway, thanks everybody for hanging out tonight. It's always a good time. Thanks for having us. Of course. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 